Richie Pyatt Show back with another edition of our Summit Point series. The uh, Behavioral Health Authority in Calhoun County, Michigan, based in Battle Creek with a number of locations. And we spend a fair amount of time talking about the, uh, the programs that Summit Point uh, oversees and executes and the usefulness of those across Calhoun County. Today, we're talking about keeping healthcare professionals healthy. Man, uh, over the course of the last couple of years, especially with the COVID pandemic, uh, the, uh, the health of all of us has been front and center, but as well, those on whom we're relying uh, steadfastly for our wellness, trying to keep in tune with them and keeping them healthy. Sherry mm-hmm. Sims is joining us, the adult outpatient clinician at Summon Point, it's, who is uh, overseeing the uh, Keeping Healthcare Professionals Healthy program at Summit Point. Sherry, thank you for this time. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. So let's talk about this for a moment. Was this a program that was already implemented before COVID at Summit Point? The program came about as a grant that was provided by the state to do some reaching out for COVID uh, participants. Um, We try as a mental health organization to focus on wellness because Wellness is if we keep ourselves well, then we're able to better meet the needs of our customers. Mm-hmm. But what happens a lot of times with like nurses, uh, people on the front lines in the ER and stuff like that, we're hit so much that it just becomes normal. It becomes our new normal. And so right. we we function in chaos and we function in all that stuff. And so what the program was designed to do was to say to people, hey, it's okay if you're angry. Hey, it's okay if you're feeling burnt out. Hey, it's okay if you're really, really tired because you have a right to be that way. And then we jump into what are you doing to take care of yourself? Because healthcare professionals, mental health care professionals, we're really good at taking care of other people. But at the end of the day, the person that needs the most taken care of, we forget. And that's ourselves or it's even our families. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked with like teachers, I've talked with nurses in the ER, I've talked with a variety of administrators at schools and even here in our our own buildings. And the one thing that you remind people of is, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And a lot of people have a hard time with that. You know, it's like, are you getting out and walking? Are you watching just as simple as a movie? Are you resetting a boundary when you go home? Um, that says, you know, if I get to this point in time, I got to focus on being present at home. Um, I teach a lot using myself as an example. I live in the city of Battle Creek. And so there's a Dairy Queen on the corner of Cliff Street. And that's my halfway mark between home and here. Mm -hmm. So whenever I hit that, I'm very conscious of trying to be present when I get home. And sometimes I'm not. And I've had to educate my family and remind them that I love them very much, but sometimes I need 30 or 40 minutes more just to get the day out of my head. And I find that that helps a lot because the communications improved in my home and there aren't as many arguments of them saying, did you hear what I say? And I'm like, uh, no, and then we get an <laughs> argument, you know? And so consequently, I remind people that it's okay to say to your family, you know, I need a few more minutes and I promise I'll be present when I come here. And it's those simple things that we forget about. It's like clients here for myself as well. You know, the whole thing with masks. I don't care if somebody wears a mask. I don't care if you don't wear a mask. But what we try and educate people is I need to know because, yeah, you're seeing just me, but I have a whole family attached to me. And I have to look out for their wellness. 
And part of the problem is, is I've experienced with a lot of people, people are just like, why are you angry at me? You know, and it's like trying to get them to understand they're not angry at you. They're just angry at all of it. But the problem is healthcare professionals being on the front line, nurses being on the front line, they're getting the brunt of it. And the problem with it is they're compassionate, caring people, Mm -hmm. but then what's left over. And so that's why we get into the different types of self-care. I talk a lot about physical self-care, emotional self-care, social self-care, and just spiritual self-care. Let's understand this because uh, people who are in the position of a healthcare professional are inherently uh, helpful people. They're caring mm-hmm. people. They want to they help folks. Why is it so difficult for them to look after their own self-care. I mean, this program exists because there must be a need. So we presume then that that this is something they have trouble doing. They they feel an obligation to others first, I presume. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a stigma attached to saying I need to talk to somebody. I think there's a stigma attached to I'm going to be selfish and say I'm important right now and I need to say no. Sure. And I think it's the stigma that's attached to it so much that people feel that a lot of times people think what they do is who they are rather than what they do is what they do and who you are is what you are separate from it. <laughs> and sure. I think in our society, I mean, I grew up with a real great work ethic because that's how I was taught. I had value. And so what happens with healthcare professionals, because we work really weird hours, we'll work three twelves or four twelves on and two twelves off. And right. That gets to be hard after a while, and then you forget where you exist in all of it. Or, you know, you don't have time, you've disappointed your child, but yet I'm I'm taking care of this child in the ER. I didn't make it to the recital, but I had to be here for the work. And part of it is, is a lot of people define themselves by what they do is who they are, and that's where they get their self-esteem from. And then there's also the stigma attached to it. So there's that as well. Right. Yeah. So it, it triggers all of these uh, thoughts, responses mm-hmm. uh, internally. It makes sense. So how does the program help, Sherry? The program I offer is just a venue of simple reminders, simple things that they can do in a day, simple things that, you know, it might be instead of when the weather's nice, going outside on your lunch hour and just taking that walk for the half an hour, 15 minutes you have. It's as simple as saying, you know, to your family, I need 30 minutes when I come home and I'll be here and I'll be present for you. It's as simple as maybe taking up yoga or finding time to find a a gratitude every morning when you get up that has something to do with you. It's also recognizing that it's real. Compassion fatigue is very, very real in the healthcare field. And it's just recognizing it and being able to say, I need to talk about the trauma of experience and there's no stigma attached to it. Mm -hmm. And the response then has been helpful. It's able to bring folks back around then to recognize these things they need to do to sort of hit their own reset buttons. Yep. Um, There's a, a saying that I found along my way and it goes, everything can be solved if you just unplug yourself and then plug yourself back in. I mean, we do that with computers, we do that with phones, and that's why I tell people, just unplug yourself for 24 hours, unplug yourself for 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. and just listen to what that's all about for you. And then understand that sometimes we do experience trauma, and it's okay to come in and and maybe talk a couple of times to a, a mental health professional 
and just talk about the trauma or talk with another colleague about the trauma. It doesn't mean that you can't handle it. It just means you're human. Well, that's certainly true. So I presume that uh, because this program exists, there are some folks who might know intellectually that they should take advantage of this to help do that unplugging, that uh, rebooting, but they might be reticent to participate. How do you break through that, Sherry? Well, I encourage people, we offer a couple of Zoom times, um, Mondays from noon to one and Wednesdays from six to seven. It's all confidential. Uh, a lot of times people keep their screens blocked. A lot of times I don't even know their names. And we just talk about the struggles they're going through. Um, the other thing that we offer is um, they could just come in here and they can talk with us one-on-one. And what I tell people all the time, it's confidential. No one's going to know you're here. It's not going to affect your job. The only way we breach confidentiality is if you threaten to harm somebody else or yourself. And I find that people are more interested in talking if they know there's some confidentiality to it where I don't really know who they are. And some of the people that have participated have done that. I don't know where they work. I don't know what position they have, but we've had some really good conversations. And um, as they get comfortable, I've had a few of them open their screen so I can see who they are, tell me their name, tell me what they do and talk about certain situations. And we're able to discuss that with them. Is this a program that is patterned uh, after others, or was this something that Summit Point derived out of a need that was perceived in the community? This is something Summit Point came up with as a need. Uh, we recognize from our own experiences with COVID and, and the changes that we had to go through to adapt to it, to make sure we were present for people. We got real isolated because I was working from home. I didn't have the ability to walk down the hallway and talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people in the nurses and stuff like that were staying in um, hotels. They were staying away from their families. So there was a whole isolation component that came to it. So we kind of, with my director named Shannon Roberts, uh, we developed this with the understanding that just give people the opportunity if they want to talk to come out, know it's confidential and let, you know, let us see what we can do to help you. All right. And all you'll need to do is to look down in the show notes for a link, and we'll provide that link for you to connect with Summit Point and follow through on the potential to participate in the Keeping Healthcare Professionals Healthy program. Sherry, if there was uh, if there was a few words you could say to someone who might be on the fence who's listening to this, what would you say to them? I would say I've been in the field for over 35 years. And there's been certain times in my career that I've found that I needed just to process something with somebody. I needed to keep myself healthy. And in order to keep myself healthy for my family and for the other people that I work with, I found it important just to find somebody to talk to. Um, It's more than just reading a book. It's more than that. It's about getting some just simple, practical ways of how to take care of yourself. And in doing this, I have started doing some changes in my own life with trying to keep myself well and keep focused. But I also say to people, there is no stigma attached to this. Staying well is the biggest thing we can do for everybody that we treat. And that's where we'll leave it. Thank you, Sherry, for this. Thank you. I appreciate your time.